Welcome to Anthropology of Girlhood, a girlhood podcast about the Postal Service. I'm Alexa Ray Hack. I'm a comedian and storyteller, and I use she/they pronouns. My name is Micah Silver, and I am an elementary educator, and I use they/them pronouns. Today we are talking about both the 1947 and the 1994 remake of Miracle on 34th Street, the movies that prove that Santa Claus does, in fact, exist. Should you watch this movie? Absolutely. The remake? No. no. The original? The original? Absolutely. absolutely. Like, I don't like Christmas movies, and I liked this movie, so there's your endorsement. Yeah. Go watch it. It's adorable. It's very charming, and I absolutely love it. it. The plot of this movie is like kind of nothing. It's like old man becomes Macy's Santa, makes Christmas better, proves in court that he's Santa. Yeah, pretty much. You can follow us at Twitter at Anthro267. Please leave a a review and rate us on Apple Podcast. And as always, thank you and enjoy. So you like Christmas movies. I do like Christmas movies. That's why I shove them into the schedule every year. I assume because you... I was going to say, this is one of my top notes is like, the remake of this movie, or not the remake, the original, the original 47 version of this movie is like, this is the movie I would show to someone like you who doesn't get Christmas. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. Because, especially in the original, there's no Jesus, there's no Christ stuff. Nope. There's no, like, religious observance of any kind. It's not... It is sort of lightly about materialism, kind of, but it's more about, like, community and understanding. It's about learning to trust people. Right. Yeah. Faith and trust and, like, hope. Watching the original, I was like, oh, this is a Christmas movie. Like, I get get it. I finally, like... I wrote in my notes, if Micah still doesn't get Christmas after watching Miracle on 34th Street, I quit the podcast. (laughs) No, because I, there's no hope for you. You'll never understand. No, I, I get it. It just it still doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I get that. It's and it's probably a large part of it that I think this both versions of this movie cap do capture is that like a lot of it for a lot of people is nostalgia. Yeah, right. Like Christmas lights just like activate a thing in my brain that tells me I'm six years old and I'm like my parents still care about me. <laughs> sometimes i like to just like see if i can sneak them over the plate and nobody will know that makes sense i like yeah i know (laughs) i don't really hold like logically i know we did christmas when i was a kid yeah but like i don't really have any memories of it yeah and like most of my like remember like most of my like christmases that i do remember were awful yeah that's fair like not in like a like in just like autistic overload that like yeah, I'm realizing now holiday. like and it was always my cousins getting a bunch of presents and watching them open them or dealing with my cousin's family which yeah there's a reason I don't go home for the holidays anymore right <laughs> so my dad's side is Jewish mm. so like 
holidays were we did Hanukkah we did Hanukkah like we've always done Hanukkah and when I was younger it would be like were gifts on Hanukkah or Christmas we didn't get both we got like kind of switched off every once in a while or like we would get like some you know anyway but at least that's how I remember it and but Passover and Yom Kippur like my autistic family has rituals and like there were scripts at Passover one year Uh, oh yeah that's the way to do Passover it was great like my aunt had made like actual scripts for everyone at the table it was lovely you know like they they had that so like that was always those holidays were very like structural which I really loved and I think is why I like sided with that side of the family more but Christmas with my mom's family was always at least from what I remember was like a free-for-all which when I'm the eldest child at like with the age gap of like there's me and then my brother who's four years younger and then my next cousin is just 18 so like there's a pretty big age gap between us and so like and i'm also the only girl at the time yeah and it's just like cool i hate it here yeah please 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 get me out of here please can i just i just want to go read yeah that's always been my thing at like family gatherings and stuff is like just i'm happy to hang out with you all i love most of my relatives generally although we'll see how things go yes now because i've been home since i came out it's been seven years yeah that sounds about right but yeah my thing is like i'll hang out with y'all and then i need to go be by myself for like 20 minutes every two hours yeah it's about the ratio yeah it's like one tv episode every two two and a half hours i need to go just like sit by myself and watch a bob's burgers and ideally smoke some pot yeah, I don't think I'm doing Christmas this year, at least with the plans that have been laid out for me. Yeah. Uh, they, My mom doesn't do Christmas with her family anymore either because it's my cousin's family and his wife is awful and her family's no better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're doing Christmas with my brother's fiance's family, which is a hard no on me. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I am going to be so much happier curled up on the couch with the boys and a book. Like... Honestly, I'm at this point in my life, I live by like a the fewer strangers I can meet and have to have like small talk with, the better. I hate like, small talk. If I can just reduce the amount of small talk I have to make in my life ever until the end of time, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. It happened to me today, like, like uh, people I work with, right? Like, I like a lot of these people. We're friends. Like, we have a lot of stuff in common. And then we're just doing nothing. And they're just, like, you know, asking me, like, oh, what's your, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm, like, killing myself to never have this conversation again. That's what I'm doing this weekend. Ask me about my special interest or shut the fuck up. That's one way to communicate. <laughs> oh, so I brought up your, like, of Christmas movies a million years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ, we're still making the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I love Christmas movies. You love Christmas movies. So I've assumed, like, I assume you've seen a lot. Yeah. So my, one of my biggest questions about Christmas movies is what's with the drunk Santa trope? Like. Is a common trope. Why is it funny that an adult is inebriated while dealing with children? I don't know. I think it's just a holdover from a time when we just had a whole category of jokes about drunks. Okay. I don't know. That's a great question, but I don't know. Because it's like in almost 
every movie I've seen. Yeah. At least. Well, I mean, I think probably a lot of it comes from this movie, right? That could be true. Yeah. Movie is very old and like very seminal in terms of Christmas movies. It could totally have started. This might be the origin of the drunk Santa. I should look into that. Yeah, write your college thesis on Drunk Santa. That could be an interesting... <laughs> Defend uh, your doctor, doctoral thesis about Drunk, drunk Santa. Santa. That would be an interesting movie or something. <laughs> God, I'm not even in grad school yet, and I like already have like panic sweats about defending thesis. I just want my life stable enough so I can go back to school. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Because like, I meant to do it this fall, like... Yeah. This upcoming fall, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to like go to working part time uh, nine months from now. Like, no. absolutely not. Nope. Not going to happen. So, I absolutely, the one redeeming quality of the remake was that the villain was a capitalist. Yeah. And, and Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson's good. Oh, yeah. Mara the Wilson's little girl. A, she's phenomenal, but she's phenomenal in everything she does. Right. And like, and like the dialogue was witty and well written. The the original For 47 version, that little girl has like Natalie Wood is great, but she has five minutes of screen time, maybe like yeah, she has four scenes. Yeah. They definitely made uh, the kid a bigger part in yeah. the remake. Which is why I originally picked the remake because from like watching trailers and skipping around in it and stuff, it seemed like there was more screen time with the screen kid. Screen time with the kid. And I was like, well, screen time with the kid is sort of the like subtitle of the podcast. Right. So that, but like, that's kind of the only thing about it. Yeah. Like the whole thing just felt really flat, like the entire time. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I like it. Definitely, the remake definitely felt more like made for TV. Yeah, I totally felt like it was made to run on TBS yeah. on a loop around Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. And it just like didn't hold anything. And like some of the dialogue was really awful and the lighting was flat and... I truly don't wonder if it wasn't one of those, like, we have to remake this so that we can keep the copyright situations. That would make sense. Because it was remade, like, just under, like, 50 years after the original came out. Right. So I I don't want... Because it has that feeling of, like, well, we have to make this. Right. So let's just do it and think about it as little as possible. It definitely does. That definitely tracks. That would not surprise me because... Like, I'm not... I don't care enough about this movie to, like, do any deep research. No. I don't want to put... it. I don't want to put any more time... It took me forever to watch the remake. Forever. And honestly, like, I, I put on the original just to have, like, some context. And I was totally gonna, like, ignore it and play Pokemon or whatever. And then I fully didn't even look at my phone except to text you about it. It's... I literally just watched straight up watched the whole movie. It's so it's engaging. so watchable. It clips right along. There's no fat. Comes in like an hour 35. It's it's phenomenal. So good. The acting choices were phenomenal. The and guy like, who plays the lawyer and also the yes. like male lead, the love yes. interest or whatever, is so good. He's phenomenal. He's 
so charismatic. And he like, and especially when you compare it to the remake, the guy in the remake feels like a creep. Like, feels totally. very sleazy, manipulative. He's like, like always doing everything to try and get into the woman's, woman's life pants. And, and like, it's like the engagement on the first or second date, which like feels really weird. Feels really weird. You have uh, the same character in the original who is like super charming and like actually is taking an interest in the kid and like actually has like their own relationship with the kid. Right. And it isn't really trying to get with the mom. It's just like a bet. Like they just happen to get along. Right. It and seems like he genuinely likes hanging out with this girl right and it is a side benefit that also he likes hanging out with her mom right and it's just like never pushy never like he does do the one little trick of like having the asking the girl to ask her mom to invite him to dinner yeah i see the way i read that was her this because this could just be because i spend time with children and i like whatever but like i kind of read it as her originally being like you should come over for dinner and he's like you've got to ask your mom about it Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, like, totally. Like, she likes him, so... She yeah, wants she, to invite him over, but, totally. like, it's gotta be the mom, and he's, like, trying to be respectful. But also, I can also see it being read as, like, tell your mom to invite me over, which is... Yeah. Don't do that. That's don't, weird. That's weird. Um, But, like, even in the end, he's, like, not, like, let's get married and buy a house. He's, like, we could try. Right. Yeah, even... Exactly. He's, like, I mean... And they're not, like... And the the ending in the remake just like made me so mad with like the tricked into being married yeah. at midnight and then just like forcing a, a house and a possible pregnancy. Yeah, it feels really weird. Yeah, the whole remake had this like has this kind of like weird like arms race sort of accelerationism idea where it feels like everything the original dude did, we have to do it harder and yeah. more. And it's like maybe just don't ruin a good thing thing no honestly truly i feel like you would get so much more if you out of it if you just like colorized the original and re-released it in theaters in color oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> it would have made so much more money it would have made so much more money because i truly think that's what it was it was like well nobody's going back to watch a 50 year old black and white movie anymore so colorize it it's like yeah i mean colorize it and re-release it like you've got a budget movies do that all the time yeah no that would have made a lot more sense yeah i like the dialogue is kind of like shifty too and like like there's some good little one-liners in the remake uh-huh but like compared to the original like the dialogue just doesn't snap as well like the court scenes are night and day and like and it's like the whole premise is different yeah there's like that a new super villain underplot manipulating Santa. And it's like they're, he's being tried for assault, not right. like just given a hearing to see if he's crazy, which right. like way, makes way more sense than the like weird cane yeah. assault thing. Santa's really angry in the remake. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I like. He's, it seems like they're leaning into the he's definitely just a crazy man more in the remake. Yeah. Where in the original, it truly does not make a call as to whether Santa is real and no. this is that man. Yeah. Which I kind of love. Because like, here's the thing. Here's the thing about movies that have Santa in them, right? Like there are, it, this always happens in Christmas movies and it always makes me crazy where the parents are always 
always telling kids, oh, Santa's not real. Or telling each other, oh, Santa's not real. Right? Right. But then, in the course of the movie, we meet the actual Santa Claus and find out that he is, in fact, real. So how are those parents explaining all of the presents that show up that they don't fucking know about? That they didn't buy? Like, why would anyone not believe in Santa Claus in a world where there is a Santa Claus? Right? This is why I don't like Christmas movies, because they don't make sense. <laughs> but like in this movie, in in the in the 47 version, this movie t- is fully agnostic oh, as to the existence of Santa Claus. It's totally agnostic. It never says, like, I don't know, do presents appear that parents don't buy? Or is Santa just really good at helping parents get the presents that they want to buy for their kids? Right. Like, is this man the real Santa Claus? Is there a real Santa Claus? None of those questions are answered no we have it's totally ambiguous answered them but proving something in a court and deciding whether or not it's true are totally different prospects they are totally different prospects and like the remake just felt very like pushing religion onto people yes there's also no christ in the original yeah and like the original like is fully like devoid of any religious backing and it's lovely it's amazing which like you never get in christmas movies anymore anymore and so like as a non-christian who celebrates christmas like i'm like oh this this i can actually connect with because yeah this is this is what i like this is christmas to me is like the like feelings around it and not all of this like weird faith bullshit that is always pushed um but yeah and then the but in the remake it definitely felt like this guy was trying to indoctrinate this little girl and pull her mother into some like weird Santa cult. I'm not gonna lie. It yeah felt it did feel a little weird. It felt weird. I, yeah, the the like religious component in the remake really made me uncomfortable, and I. I think that's another reason I don't like a lot of Christmas movies yeah. is like that it feels very indoctrinated and like just wasn't something I was was comfortable with. Totally. And like it's one of the few like expressly Christian holidays that people like, you know, is what like, widely celebrated. Right. Right. Like I feel like the other big the other big like expressly Christian holiday is Easter. Yep. Which but like non Christians don't celebrate like that's right. not a thing. I've never known a secular person who gets together f- with their family for Easter. And like it's also like Passover is the same. Right. I was week. like Passover is usually so. around the same time. Um, which has better food right and yeah anyway anyway <laughs> just saying it's gonna be a meandering episode it is gonna be a meandering episode but like you're making me talk about christmas movies and i'm trying to not just go i hate it i hate it i hate it yeah i appreciate you not doing that it makes for a bad podcast it does make a bad <laughs> podcast i do not make promises for home alone home alone will be look that move that that episode's gonna be what it's gonna be it might just be a 25 minute fist fight <laughs> Well, I scream about how I inexplicably love that movie, even though I kind of hate everything about it. Makes sense. The thing, okay, because the other thing that makes me crazy about this, and it only happens in the remake, is like as a an atheist, right, and a person who was like raised very religious, but like actively had to deconstruct that faith. Like, yeah, it makes me crazy that the the people in these movies who don't lie to their kids and who don't believe in a magical sky sorcerer are always 
100% of the time proven objectively wrong by the movie. And they're always played as like sad, like heartless, sad, sad, mean-spirited people who just like hate joy and wonder. Okay, but every time I told someone I was watching this movie for the first time, everyone was like, you're going to like the mom character. And I was like, what is that supposed to mean? Oh, okay. And then I watched, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the mom. I mean, me too. Like I'm I literally like the the mom says stuff like word for word that we have said on the podcast. Yes. About like I'm not comfortable lying to my kid. Like I'm not making up some fairy tale just so that I can dash her hopes later and prove to her she can't trust anyone. Like she basically says those exact words. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, kids need to learn about faith, I feel like, is... It's fucking Christian bullshit. Yeah, like... Faith is just a thing, a lie. Like, faith is a thing that abusers make up because they can't prove to you they have good intentions, right? Yeah. Like, the thing you need is not is trust, not faith, yes. right? You can prove trust. You can verify trust. Trust can be earned and, and lost, whereas... As faith is blind, right? Faith is just always accepting under any circumstances, especially circumstances that would make you objectively think that this thing is not real. Absolutely. You don't have feelings about it. I don't have deep feelings (laughs) about this at all. It just happens so often. And it's even in like movies that you don't think about as being expressly Christian. And that's why it makes me crazy. It's like when I'm watching Christian content because I hate myself <laughs> and I want to laugh at stupid people. I know what I signed I up for. I know what I signed up for. But like when I'm just watching like a movie about dinosaurs and the character who's like, there's no God. We created dinosaurs is like objectively proven wrong because like there's rainbows like it's fucking stupid. I just want to watch a silly movie about dinosaurs and not have there be any Christian undertones. Is that? so much to ask i'm yelling again so in in the original like her whole the mom's whole like worldview changes because she gets to know chris kringle right right like we see this relationship build and like yeah she's like and she's not even like i believe he's santa he's like she's like i believe he's a nice old man and he thinks he's santa right but i value him as a human being yeah which is great, great. we love it there's no like clear p- turning point in the remake and all of a sudden she's like I believe you too and I'm like I where did this come from what happened what happened because like just like doesn't have a relation like also the relationship that she's built with Santa in uh the remake is very like transactional and like it's not weird it's weird also don't let other people vet your babysitters no super weird why is the guy across the hall vetting babysitters for you okay but i feel like people just used to be real fucking cavalier about who they let babysit their kids because did you know ed gein was a big babysitter and he dug up ladies and wore their skin so i just feel like people weren't doing background checks you know yeah. People weren't calling references once upon a time. They were just like, oh, you? You have a pulse and both hands? Get in here! Watch my kid! <laughs> Try not to wear their skin. Make a <laughs> lamp out of it or anything. It drives me crazy. I 
drove I could not get over it. It yeah. It drove me crazy. Also, like, we gotta talk about so like a big part of the reason I wanted to watch the remake was, you know, Mara Wilson, who like will come up again on this show. Uh when we watch but when we undoubtedly watch Matilda. Oh, we have to. Yeah. We like do we get to watch the remake too now that the musical version's out? Is there a remake? They took they so you know that they made a Broadway show of Matilda. Sure. It's great. It's wonderful. The soundtrack is banging. That sounds right. They just made a film version of it, apparently, and it's out now. And I've seen like clips of it. Have you seen the clip on TikTok of like a little blonde girl in a beret dancing in a hallway? So, no. Cool. I think our TikToks look very different. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I'll send you a video okay. of like a clip. It's the choreography is fire. Cool. And. I think it's so interesting when a movie gets made into a musical and then that musical gets made <laughs> into, into a, a movie. movie. It's like that thing where you put a word in a Google Translate and you translate it into a bunch of languages and then you translate it back to your native language and then it does not resemble itself in any way. Not in any way. But, you know, uh, I'm excited. We, um, we need, I have so many feelings about Matilda. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were talking... I brought it up because of Mara Wilson, and right. I was like, great, more time to spend with Mara Wilson. But this character, this Mara Wilson character in the 94 version is insane. Like, she's written like an adult woman yes. in the body of a nine-year-old. Yes. And I wrote in my notes, like, there's no non-trauma reason this nine-year-old talks like she's 64. No. She that girl some seen some shit. Like there's something happened. Yeah. Or has been happening or like something some, something is going on. Someone should get that child to therapy. Because like she should not know so much about this corporate merger that's happening. She's like giving all the details about like, well, if this happens and then but they're then they're gonna lose all their whatever, whatever. And I'm like, You're nine. You're nine chill out let this kid be a kid yeah like do children need to learn about faith no do children need to have some sort of whimsy in their life absolutely sure yeah give them magic in their childhood it's fun but it's possible to give children magic without lying to them right you're allowed to like you can there's so much to do and you can have good memories you don't have to lie to them it's crazy to me that christians have this feeling that like the world isn't wondrous if you can explain it. Like, that's the thing people some people have actually said to me about my lack of, of faith. Because I'm like, I don't I feel like I don't need God. Right. No. I don't need heaven to be like fucking sunsets are amazing. I can be like, isn't it so crazy the way our atmosphere happens to disperse light? Right. At this one angle in this one way that makes it such that there's basically a rate like splits the light all the way across the sky. Like that's so fucking cool. I don't need a sky wizard to have put it there. No, science is cool on its own. Yeah. Like like the Grand Canyon is amazing whether or not, you know, somebody like it's dumb. It's so dumb. I'm like. I don't know. I like I finished the original. And I was like, now I want to do holiday shit. Like, yeah, like I like I don't ever want to do holiday shit. And I'm like, I want to do holiday shit. Let's I get it. 
But watching the remake, I just got mad over and over again because totally. it was just like <sighs> creepy dude, pushy religion, bad Santa. Yeah. Which I feel like sums up most of my experiences with Christmas movies. <laughs> and hijinks. Throw in hijinks and I'm out. Oh, I have a thing. This the the original doesn't do this, but the remake does. Like has this sort of runner about how in order to become an adult, and this is a thing in other movies too. Okay. In order to become an adult, you necessarily have to lose like wonder and joy right. and excitement and and especially that kind of like unbridled joy and excitement right. that you get around something like Christmas morning and right. seeing your presents all under the tree. And I just think that's such a toxic, like obviously like a capitalist narrative, right? About how like, well, we all know when you're a kid, you get to have fun because you don't have a job yet. But then once you get a job, everything is like misery until the end of time. And then you die. That sounds awful. Um, which is obviously like a lie that people who make the jobs right who own the means of production made up so that they could treat you like shit i just think it's such an insidious message that we don't spend enough time like deconstructing no totally because like there's it's absolutely possible i mean like i'm a comedian so of course i'm gonna fucking say this but like it's absolutely possible to like be a goofy whimsical like adult who still believes in magic, but also firmly disbelieves in any kind of actual magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So like because of all because of how Christmas movies are and because of the media around it, I, I always expected Christmas morning to be super magical and was like severely disappointed every year when it was just another day mm -hmm. and there was presents to be opened. Like and so like I think that also added to my like disinterest in it of like totally it never lived up to the hype and so like yeah it just wasn't something that i connected with and i trying to like telling people that they just have to grow up and be miserable is the stupidest shit it's so stupid because like you're allowed and like think of how much better and more lovely a place the world could be if we didn't accept that we, like, had to be miserable. Right. If we really, truly strive to make everyone, like, happy and joyful and, like, fun and whimsical. It's almost like, like if we put people's emotional well-being over profit, we might actually have a better world to live in. Yeah, right? Weird. Let's do a lightning round. I knew, like, I know I'm a Grinch about Christmas, but, like, I knew I was a Grinch when the opening music to this movie pissed me off. <laughs> Like, automatically, I hear Christmas music, and I'm like, no. No. I'm out. Absolutely I'm not. not. There will be this. no sleigh bells in this house. Because that's what it is, right? It's as soon as yep. you hear that, like, I'm out. Like, I'm out. Nope. This movie is so clearly just like a commercial made by Macy's for Macy's. Oh, I know. It's, like, so obviously it's just a Macy's propaganda piece. But it's so good. But it's so good. It's so good. And it's like such a brilliant piece of advertising. It's. Yeah. Like the whole gimmick, the whole like we'll find it for you no matter where it is. Gimmick right. is brilliant. It's really brilliant. It's so good. And I it's it made me very happy. 
And like seeing all the big sales books with all of the catalogs. Ugh, it was lovely. But then in the remake, they don't call it Macy's. They make up like a fake department store name for it. And it makes it, it gives it this weird like uncanny valley Yeah, it does. Where I was like, wait, this is clearly Macy's, right? Like, because it's even like the the Coles Thanksgiving right. Day Parade. And I was like, okay, we all know it's that's Macy's. the Macy's Parade. Like, Could they just not afford this copyright? Right. Something like that. Yeah, it made it, the whole thing feel very strange. And then when I watched the original, I was like, oh, yeah, clearly. It's very clearly Macy's. Yes. The video note to mom that Mara Wilson does. Yeah. Is the cutest fucking oh thing. Oh, my God. It's so precious. It's so precious. This is like some stupid pedantry shit, but like none of this is how a courtroom works. No, I know that movies never get courtrooms right, but you don't get to bring surprise witnesses. You don't get to like, although like in the in the original, like it's not like a, a trial. It's it's a hearing. So like the rules are a little like vague squishier, but Still, like, none of this, none of this is how any of this works. No, none of it is. And speaking of the courtroom stuff, like, I love that the, I love that the resolution in the, in the original is, like, the USPS, like. We love the USPS. Yeah. It's a good brand. It's, like, one of the few things the government got right. Um, And then. It makes me so mad that in the remake, and then it makes me so mad that in the remake, the argument essentially boils down to this is a Christian nation because it says in God we trust on the money. And, 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 which is like, that's a whole fucked up thing. And like, I could go, I could do a whole separate podcast about the separation of church and state. But therefore... Santa Santa Claus? The whoa, uh uh. God is real, so Santa is real. No, absolutely not. I mm, I have questions. Your cues ain't Edian or whatever, however you would The courtroom scene in the remake made my head spin. Yeah. And I was like, this 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 is not None of this makes sense. Like, why would you the courtroom scene? And the original is so good. It's so beautiful. It's like it's moving. It's interesting. Right. In Why the remake, I literally like checked out and started looking at my phone. Yeah, I could not follow it whatsoever. In the remake, Santa has these little like half moon glasses. Oh, I, I want them. them. Yeah, right. I really want them. They're very queer. But then in the original, the little girl, Natalie Wood, complains that. Um, last, she says last year, you're better than anyone's better than last year. Last year's Santa had glasses. I was like, whoa, hold on. They're a newer addition to Santa. Attack on, uh, glasses wearers or yeah. Also did is Santa just very slowly aging and he's only started to wear them in the last like 
70 years. Yeah. We get a little moment of early Alice and Janie in this movie. Oh, I missed it. She's like the New York mom who's like, I'm coming back here because you're pushing other stores and that's oh. really nice of you. And at least in the remake and I was like, hey, we love Alice and Janie. Okay, but is Macy slash Coles paying their employees more now that they are doing more work and looking for other toys in other stores? Right. They're definitely not given what we know about, you know, labor laws in this country and uh, whatnot. Yeah. I was just thinking, so in the in the original in the original, the like mother and daughter live in this apartment building. Right. That's definitely Central Park West, I think, in Manhattan, if I'm not. That sounds about right. Uh, I think it's Central Park West. Uh, I this this apartment, I bet this apartment in Manhattan in 1947 cost a nickel. Oh, I'm sure it's so cheap. <laughs> I just like I am nostalgic for a time when New York was affordable. Affordable. Yeah, same. Uh, leave it up to a white man to think he knows better than a woman to how to raise her child. Yeah, right. Jeez. Like, especially in the remake, it's just like it's bad. He thinks he knows best because he believes in Santa and they don't. And it's awful. And I hate it. I love when people say broad. It lets me know that they're about to be super sexist. This this movie stars Maureen O'Hara. Mm -hmm. Maureen O'Hara is an Irish actor. Right. And it is so obvious five minutes into this movie that she's an Irish actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Just there's plenty of of like Brits bopping around this movie. Just like let her be Irish. Right. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Certainly there are no Irish people in New York in the 40s. Not no. at all. No, not happening. It's just so funny because like she'll get through like part of a scene just fine. And then she'll be in a scene with like an an English actor and it'll start to slip or she'll raise her voice yeah. at all and it will start to slip. And it's like either get her a better dialect coach or just give up on the accent. She right. clearly can't do it. And that's fine. Right. It's just let her be Irish. Just let her be Irish. But it's also funny. I just love the way old movies like this are like a time capsule for accents. There were so many good accents in this movie. They were wonderful. Yeah, there's a kid in here, Alfred, who has like what I would now, I think, only identify as like a joke Brooklyn accent. Yeah, exactly. Right? He has like somebody's bit about Brooklyn accent. It's fucking fantastic. It's amazing. Shout out to all the unions who wrote I Believe messages and all of their stuff. That was really cool just to see like a couple like pro-union little snippets in yeah. the uh, in the original. It was real nice. Yeah. All right. My last note is something really stupid. This really bothered me. Like we were talking about like the, this is not how court scenes work. Uh -uh. In the remake, he just straight up is talking to... The defense or the the neighbor who is the defense attorney is just straight up talking to the judge about the case after everyone's left the courtroom. Yeah, that just 
straight up like I can't rule in favor of you because I can't admit Santa's real. But what if you admit Santa's real? Like this is not legal. No, it is this not is definitely legal. tampering of some kind. Like because like the whole runner in the original is that the judge doesn't want to rule against Santa Claus, right? Because he's up for re-election. Right. And he's afraid it'll make him look heartless and he'll lose his his election. Correct. And I was thinking, like, isn't it so cool that our justice system is based on a bunch of people who have to, like, play to the cheap seats? It's great, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? Rather than making, like... The most correct, most informed, most logical choice. It's not a broken system at all. It works totally fine. Yeah, seems like everything's working great.